Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Welcome back to Children of Verte. We are so excited to have you. And Adam, who are our sponsors today? Thank you, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can get an Electrum chest code on the overlay or in chat. Thanks for the continued support. We have Die Hard Dice, who has supplied our cast with Pivum's pint-sized polyhedrals. Fantastic. We love Pivum's it. pint-sized polyhedrals. Um <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. Like David Letterman. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, polyhedrals. Um, that's it. Um, so uh, you can get 10% off with the code Erte in their web store. And you can also uh, check out uh, in chat. There will be prompts and instructions for entering to get a $20 off promotional code that you can use on that order. Um, I don't know if you can apply a 10%. <laughs> discount to using the promotional i don't know maybe maybe it works though you should go try that out <laughs> um finally tonight you'll hear the dulcet tones of sirenscape because epic games need epic sound i'm adam bradford the cdo at demiplane i am playing silas sorrel your dimensionally displaced magical super <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Alicia Marie. You can find me on socials, at least for anybody. I'm a customer, I'm an actor. And tonight I am playing Bruiser Armstrong who never wanted to windsurf or crowd surf and now she's doing both. <laughs> Hello, I am Jen Kreshmer. You can find me on the interwebs as at DreamWisp or streaming on Twitch as DreamWisp Jen. Uh, Tonight, I am playing your friendly neighborhood troublemaker, Maeve Morgan Flynn, who is currently wheeling around the globe of death. We decided they are called, uh, yeah, in a, in a sphere of, of uh, gravitational centrifugal force. I've renamed this room. <laughs> I had previously called it the feather room for like feather ball stuff, oh, but it is now the globe oh. of death. Globe of death. <laughs> Which is much scarier. We bring than the slightly room. less threatening titles everywhere we go. Feathers <laughs> for globes of death. Globe of death. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content manager at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find me on my website, lauren-urban.com. Tonight, I'm playing Carolyn Nebstern, who really wishes that she could turn into something with feathers because this room would be awesome. Wait, are we not having? It's not awesome anymore. Okay. More flappy birds. <laughs> All flappy birds. <laughs> angry birds. That's when it'll be angry birds. <laughs> and hello, everyone. I'm Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on the socials at the Hope Lavelle. You can watch me as a dungeon master at Misfits of Elsa every Wednesday. Come check us out. 
Uh, and tonight I am playing Miss Robin Beckett, your favorite 80-year-old adventuring grandma who yeah. is getting pummeled, but she doesn't know it. She's having a grand old time. <laughs> a grandma old time. <laughs> grandma old time. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm um, sorry. Do we get everybody? I feel like we're okay. We want to. Okay, my turn. Wonderful. Hello, <laughs> I'm Deborah Ann Wall. I'm your storyteller for this evening. Um, thank you all so much for being here. We so appreciate it. Thank you, players. Thank you, everyone. And let's uh, get something cozy and settle in for the seventy-second chapter of Children of Airte. So if we remember last time, you had been exploring this underground uh, complex uh, beneath the, the, the sort of windy surface of Etna. It had taken quite a while just to get down that, that uh, vacuum, the Dyson Tunnel, uh, as we are now naming that, past the pendulum pit, uh, spiked pit uh, that, uh, that Neb uh, triggered, uh, and further <laughs> into this complex, into what we are now calling the Globe of Death Room. There um, is a puppy room here, right? We're coming up. You on have the, not like, found the, it yet. <laughs> <laughs> this entire episode is just going to be two hours of, of playing. With and Maeve, do you need me to, to summon Max? Do you need an emotional support wolf? I can, I can summon, I'll summon Max for you. Always. That's true. Now I picture Max in this room, like just spread out with all four paws, <laughs> the ears flapping, yeah. the tongue out to the side. Yeah, absolutely. Adorable. Um, so yes, you entered this this big wide space and you're flipping around and flying and being pushed by this sort of sentient wind breeze that is happening in this area. Um, each of you kind of playing with it in your own unique way. However, it started to get rougher and rougher and more and more intense. And everyone except for Robin, you are starting to really feel the, the push of that. Your muscles and your joints and your organs all starting to feel a little bit um, turned over and stretched and battered. Robin, while this is also still happening to you, you are blissfully unaware and just enjoying the ride. Um, and the push that is going against you is getting ever more violent as your body does not know how to respond to sort of protect itself against that. Um, we are actually going to start with an initiative mm. now that we are taking some damage. Everybody please roll your initiative. Excuse me. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's start with you, Faruza. That was trap. How do I roll four twice? What is happening? Four. You're very consistent. Oh, four. You are very consistent. Faruza has four. Robin. Eleven. Eleven for Robin. And Silas. Fourteen. Fourteen for Silas. And Neb. Seven. Seven for Neb. Oh, I'm liking my uh, <laughs> these low <laughs> initiatives here. And Maeve. 27. All right, Maeve, you are up first as you find, you know, you take this little bit of damage from a, a rough push from this wind and start to realize that something's a, a little off here as you hear everyone else kind of go, eh, and Robin's just wee, yeah. <laughs> uh, somewhere off in the darkness of this, this globe of death. Um, do I see any places in here that I could um, grab onto anything I could use to stop uh, or slow down? 
So without doing a check, so without without using your action to specifically look for this, the things that you have noticed are the, the walls of this space are really very smooth. Um, you have noticed a hole at the top and a hole at the bottom that kind of, you know, mm -hmm. thread this bead sort of shape top to bottom. And then, of course, there is the tunnel that you came from, um, but you would have to get the wind or steer yourself towards one of those specific areas. Um, it, you know, movement here, we're going to call it the very least difficult terrain. Um, at the most, to pinpoint something really specific, you might have to use your action. Okay. I would like to... Um, as uh, my... I'm going to pull out my pocket knife. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to flip through it. Um, and I had that trident that I used. I am going to take that trident and it's a fairly wide set trident. And I'm actually going to flip it behind me and try and use it to drag and slow myself. I'm okay. digging into the rock, which hopefully <laughs> is soft enough that I don't I don't expect it to stop me, but just slow my speed a little. Sure. Let's do... Let's do like an athletics, but let's add some spell modifier stuff to it because this okay. is your fancy magic. <laughs> okay. Um, spell modifier stuff. So just like what I Yeah, whatever use. your spell modifier is, let's okay. add, add that instead of your athletics. <laughs> oh, no. Seven? Oh no! Oh no! So <laughs> you are rocketing. Like I mean, you you barely feel like you can hold yourself together. You're pinned by the gravitational force to this chair as you you know throw this behind yourself. You are letting off sparks. Fire is spitting out of the back of this trident as you are pulled forward and indeed are leaving some grooves in this fairly soft rock behind you. It is not slowing you down, however, um, as as you are pushed forward. Uh, give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, 22. 22. Um, you can feel that, again, the G-force as you begin to kind of go up into an upside down again, just sort of feel that pushing you back in your chair and, you know, you're trying to just resist it and not get flattened by that gravitational force as you are able to hold on and keep yourself in place as you make that arcing curve oh. over the top. Is there anything else, Maeve? Um, 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 um. Uh, I, there's not a reverse of dash, is there? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you tried to dash in the opposite direction. I, I guess. Yeah, dash backwards. <laughs> try dash backwards? Sure. I'm for sure. it. So you swing this thing around. So as you know, it, it in order to kind of make that maneuver happen, the wheels kind of kind of crack on themselves. Again, more sparks. You all are watching this. She's just lighting up like fireworks uh, as she's traveling around. I mean, it's like back to the future. Just 
you know, fire. Um, but that little bit of friction as you turn yourself and try to move in the opposite direction that the wind is pushing you, you know, it's now shifted now, you know, you're getting blasted this way, but it manages to slow you down enough that if you wanted to change your course, you would be able to get a little bit of a, a, a chance at that. So at the top of your next turn, we can let, unless you have a reaction that'll get you there. No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Or I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Not a reaction. A bonus action. Uh, that was my bonus action. Oh, that was. was okay. It was the dash. Yeah. And so you still have a movement. Oh, then go ahead. Go for it. Um, oh, then I'll start to head toward the the bottom, I guess. The bottom hole? I think that's going to be easier for people to get to. Fantastic. So as you screech and turn yourself around, slowing down yourself just enough that you're able to kind of, as the wind pushes you, you can almost like sailing, sort of use it to sort of... Uh, push you to the side a little bit as you start to make your way down, almost like those those pennies when you put them in that yeah, slot and they go round. That's what I'm down. a little worried about that it's going to start going faster and faster as we get toward the bottom. So but... it's 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 you're starting to get kind of pushed, but you're able to to use this switch in momentum so that the wind that is pushing at you is now sort of pushing you in this downward spiral. But it is going to start to pick up speed again. I want right, to try and make sure that as I'm carved, I want to try yeah. and carve those grooves though, hoping okay. that those will help create some difficult terrain for my friends okay. that they can maybe use to help slow their own momentum. Fantastic. When the time so comes. because it's soft stone and you've already got it there, absolutely. You can just leave it there. And as it's moving around, you're, you're carving these, you know, like Zen garden tracks in the sandstone. All right. Um, the wind gets to go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> and this wind is going to attack you, Maeve. Um, oh, these are pretty darn nice. That's going to be a 23 and yep. a 25 to hit. Mm. Uh, yes. Yes. 12 bludgeoning from the first Ooh. and 18 bludgeoning from the second. Yep. Ouch. Bam, bam, you all watch again. I mean, she's lit up like the like fireworks on the 4th of July and you can see just a rock to one side as she gets slammed and a rock to the other side as she gets slammed. And again, Silas, this thought thing is just, you know, like whatever music you've listened to, you know, to get yourself pumped up. It's just getting so excited and and like like sort of, glee out of its mind it's tripping on all of this kind of like fear and intense energy that's coming through uh go ahead however yes uh when it does attach yes. uh, when it does attack me i scream out don't touch me creep and um tase it <laughs> okay. I, I taste the wind you taste um, the wind i taste like you do <laughs> I, I mean i'm shooting off so many sparks you know? yes yeah. you are electricity and i just i've learned from my friend Farusa, and i just discharge it yeah. um so it is uh it needs to make a dexterity saving throw okay and it will take half damage even if uh it decks out of the way so i did well that is a 23. okay so it um, will take uh it still is going to take 12. oh wait sorry uh it's going to take six is um, it lightning fire Fire. Okay. Uh, it'll take it. <laughs> so we're going to take five damage, you said? Oh, actually, this is going to be at a... This, uh, sorry, I lied. It's going to mm. take more than that. Okay, go uh, for it. 
You can take another two. Um, so eight points. Eight points uh, of damage. Of five damage. What, what do I pick up when um, it takes um, that damage? So it 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 seems uh, almost insignificant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just I, I'm trying to understand if its mood is changing from I'm having fun to wait, it bit me. Uh, it, you know, or, or something if like it, that. If it did, it's not a significant enough bite for you to feel, for it to have changed its uh, feeling. At emotional this state. No yeah. emotional state has shifted uh, okay. with that. But yes, fair question. Um, all right. That is Maeve. Silas, you are up next. I had said uh, previously that I was trying to um, maneuver up to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. You so, were looking at uh, some stuff yeah, there. Yeah. So I, I don't think we resolved what I saw. Absolutely, we did not. Um, So we can even say as you're sort of floating up there, it is knocking you back and forth. So it's hard to get a really clear sense. But again, without a check um, specifically made, you do see that it is it is as close as you can uh, uh, reckon um, like an air shaft, like an air duct, like something right out of Die Hard. Uh, It just looks like Uh, any any light. No um, light, no. Vent as in man-made or? No, as in okay. more of this sort of sandstone sort of, but again, like a passageway that is just smaller than the ones you've been traversing. Yeah, understood. Um, okay. Um, so. I uh, will even offer, because you've been getting closer to it and try to say, you, you feel a little draft, a little kind of sucking draft near it. And how, how wide is it? Uh, I'd say three feet. Okay. Um, Just so I'm picturing the right thing, is the bottom hole also three feet or is it bigger? Okay. They look very, very much identical. Okay. I am going to... So... uh, you see Silas, um, let me see how long this lasts. Uh, oh, okay. Good. In my concentration. Okay. So I am going, you see Silas um, kind of uh, steady himself uh, from the, the dance that he was doing, realizing what's going on. And then uh, you see his eye kind of like lit out a bright flash. Mm-hmm. And as that happens, his skin becomes slightly translucent. And um, I basically for the next hour, he is not going to be affected at all by difficult terrain. and any Magical effects can't reduce his speed or anything else. Okay. Um, and so basically he has entire freedom of movement and he is now going to take that and uh fly as uh, so that's his action doing that and then um i'm going to fly um as i am descending um just at the glance that i get who which uh which ally is closest to me i would probably be i i I guess ultimately what i'm trying to say who is the highest up well, we know we know Maeve is circling the drain. Right. Uh, we know uh, uh, Robin is kind of 
all over the place, just, you know, do again, doing her own globe of death roll around the edges and shooting across side to side. So Feruza and Neb, I would say, are probably kind of in the middle. And you could you could probably make your way to either of them. Yeah. Feruza yeah we've been doing the, the, the indoor parachuting thing. Yes. Pouncing in the middle. The two of you were kind of together, though. Is that right? They, yeah, we can, they weren't. I mean, it was, it was oh, Robin thought, and Ned. Rob, oh, yeah. Robin and okay. Yeah. But, so, but we'll say they're both on the same sort of plane. Okay. Um, in the middle. I am going to, so how, how large is this globe of uh, flowers Two, and kittens? 200 feet across. 200 feet. Okay. So I am going wow. to, uh, da- in here. I am going to um, uh, dash as fast as I can. Um, okay. Using um, also a um, uh, u- using a bonus action spell to dash um, gotcha. to get at, uh, to one of them if I can get to that. I don't know how far away they are, but basically oh. I'm trying to get to one of them to help them navigate. Gotcha. Since I am uninfected by the wind. Now, gotcha. To get them down to the dream. Gotcha. Okay. So um, how far do you get with your dash? Um, so it'll be uh, 60 feet, 60 I guess. Feet. Yeah. We're going to say from where you were, because you were all the way at the top looking at that, uh, the hole up there. So you are, you are, you know, turning upside down, fist forward, and just sort of going forward, uh, flying straight down. Um, you can get that full 60 feet, uh, but probably if they're in the middle, you're going to need another... Uh, okay. 40 to get to them. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, okay. uh, I'm I'm just going toward, I'm actually, if two of them happen to still be together, yes. um, like I don't know if Robin and uh, and uh, Neb are together, but if they are, that's actually where I would go. I see. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Rob, Robin's been, uh, <laughs> been Loosened. torn. Okay. torn yeah. apart. Um, all right, Robin, it is now your turn. As far as you're concerned, this is the time of your life. Is there anything <laughs> you'd like to do? Um, I mean, if, if Robin's having a great time, she's not going to do anything. Fantastic. Let's um, make a, um, constitution saving throw then. Yeah. That is 19 plus 215. 15. Where's my thing? Ooh, you're only take half of this. Five. All right. Five points of bludgeoning damage that you don't feel. Is, um, is there a way to, you know, roll to roll to roll to feel <laughs> yeah. it at roll the end of your turn? Absolutely, there is. Turn? You can do a wisdom saving throw now at the end okay. of your turn to see if you feel it. Uh, roll to feel bruises. Oh man, that's an eight. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just like a chiropractic adjustment for Robin. <laughs> really. This is Oh man. This is just a mm-hmm. just a rough massage is all this mm-hmm. is. Um all right, that is Robin's turn. It's now the wind's turn. Um the wind is really uh at I will say this, Silas, when you stopped the wind from being able to play with you, I should have given you this before, then you sensed a switch in its emotion. It was okay. not happy about that. That felt very tricksy. Um and so yes, you're gonna take a couple of these if I can get you. All right, that is a 24 and a 23 to hit. Wait, wait, what's happening? Is uh, this the wind me? is slamming into you, yes. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, very tricksy. It was not even my turn. <laughs> no. um, uh, yeah, so what did you say you rolled? I rolled a 23 and a 24. Um, yeah, okay, both hit. 
Okay, there it comes. Oh, that's a nice roll. 20 bludgeoning on the first oh. hit. Oh, and 10 on the second. 30 oh, points of bludgeoning damage. Probably because you are resisting in some way and are now free of the moment. Uh, some of mm. that like loosey-goosiness that might have reduced some of the bludgeoning. Oh, you know, I'm just flavoring it this way. Uh, boom! Boom! It is angry. And you can feel the anger and intensity as it slams into you there, Silas. All right, Neb. <sighs> Do I... Taking a quick look around and a listen around, obviously the, the wind's gotten bad. Do I get the idea that Robin maybe hasn't realized that things have turned yet? Um, yeah, I would say you can hear, wee, woohoo. <laughs> you know, she seems to be, uh, you know, on a roller coaster. Miss Robin, are you okay? <laughs> wee! <laughs> can you tell this thing to slow down? Uh, uh, Silas, can you tell it to slow down? Anybody? And then I think at that point, what happens is she gets slammed by the wind. She goes, yes. ow! That... And she reaches into her pocket wherever she's like floating around and she slings her rock out into the wind and it mm -hmm. circles around in the center of, like it's been caught by the wind mm -hmm. and it has a little bit of a as it, it explodes. <laughs> um, and I need it to make a constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Whoa, that is a good roll. Uh, that is a 21. All right, it will save. So it's only gonna take half of this damage because okay. um, I, I did up cast it. Uh, it's gonna be take six necrotic damage. Six necrotic. Yeah, and um, I just saw Silas get knocked about and i saw mave get knocked about how, how do either of you look who looks real hard i'm i'm pretty pretty beat up um certainly okay oh, I, I would say i'm like you know i could say if, if we were saying i was bloody looking i would be bloody yeah. <laughs> okay maybe uh, bloodied looking you know, it's, it's uh internal <laughs> internal damage but, yeah <laughs> there's a panic on Maeve's face that uh neb doesn't see very often so yeah uh, all of a sudden Maeve, as the the rock almost like slings over your head as it comes back into my hand and you just feel a little bit of that wind pass through you and you can spend one of your unspent hit dice to heal a little Ooh, bit. Thank you. Uh, and actually, because I upcast this, you can actually do um, uh, two hit dice. Ooh. Huh? Ooh. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I just see Maeve, Maeve. Is rocketing around just, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> just trying to be like, but, but I feel better. <laughs> Remember, Maeve is used to popping dislocated joints back into place. This so is true. this is, you know, in motion, just crack, crack. Two two loud cracks echo through the chamber. Oh. Love it. Mm -hmm. And it may not sound so great, but uh, <laughs> but you but look better. It feels much better and look much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And then. <laughs> between the fire and the necrotic yeah. uh, i know this is wind but yeah. like did i see anything so, 
as far as so like a the, creature the fire from from Maeve it absolutely got caught up in a little bit of a whirl kind of whirlwind <laughs> and it almost sort of blew up like air and fire right it like blew it up but then it sort of blew it out you know so it didn't stay a lit uh but it definitely was kind of you saw this little spiral of something that was very sort of focused in um, Maeve's area um, with your own necrotic you didn't see anything change but the wind um, mm. in your area maybe just sort of slowed down a little bit before kind of being able to ramp up speed a little bit there was a little force lost just for a moment okay um, alright so as a bonus action uh, when she catches her stone she's gonna yell back out at this this creature that's now mm -hmm. playing with them and be like that hurts and you should stop uh <laughs> and so so here's the thing i'm basically everybody's got advantage on this thing until uh, an attack rolls against it until uh the end of my next uh, oh. turn until the start of my next turn wow because it's everywhere it's everywhere yeah. yeah. So it's within 10 feet of me and 10 feet of everybody else. Yep. So yeah, as my bonus action, I'm going to scream at it. It hurts. Stop it. And then I guess with my movement, try to get onto the ground. Okay. Kind of force myself down. So yes. Yeah, so you have, it, it's essentially difficult terrain. So using your body to shift and use the wind, you're able to move about 15 feet lower okay. um, as you begin to sort of chase Maeve down uh, in that direction. All right, Feruza. Okay, so this just feels really weird to be slashing at the wind. So, <laughs> I, like, she doesn't necessarily uh, know what to do in this moment. But she definitely um, is not enjoying herself. Like I said, you know, Feruza might be barbaric, but she has some decorum here. Uh huh. This is not for her. If she's in the middle of the wind tunnel, how far? is like a solid surface you know what I mean? no, it's, like, it's 200 200 feet you know in what? diameter so wherever you are in the center you're 100 feet from a wall okay dead center and i like that okay. for Rosa. she's just like right. dead center crowd surfing like, hey, and then she's like no so what i, I this is what i would like to do hear me yes. out um she wants to take her axe out because in her in her upset and rage rageness, the axe is bigger. She wants to take her axe out. Uh-huh. And you know, she has a lightning lure. Yes. <laughs> which she knows it's gonna hurt her, but it, she's like, I can take it. She wants to basically swing the axe so it becomes almost like a propulsion device and throw it so it can yank her with it in the direction of like something service because she basically wow. wants to the wall and attach herself to it like <laughs> wow okay what is the range on your lightning lure axe throwing okay. thing okay here's the thing the light me lure... on it i'm on board <laughs> come on this i want this to work more than you do <laughs> yeah because it's, it, it's like the length of the axe which is i think what but it would decide the length of the axe. Let's say well, the axe. You know, it's, it's okay. You're you have axe. a throwing range of your axe, so that's some of it. Yes. Throwing um, range, and then it's just axe, like how long that lightning lure light. is. Thirty, thirty feet. The lightning. <laughs> okay. Double. And how far can so, you throw your axe? How far can you throw your axe? Thirty feet. Oh well, now that she's she's who she is. Let's look yeah. up. 
she has this thing called, here we go. It's called, I don't know if it's Elemental Cleaver, because now she can throw further okay. than before. Um, it's 40, is it 80 feet? No, it couldn't be 80 feet. That doesn't make sense. Maybe. Maybe it's 60 feet. I mean, it's magic. Maybe it is 60 feet. Yeah, maybe okay. it's 60 feet. Let's go with 60 feet. I'm okay with yeah. it. So um, what we're, what what I'm imagining you're attempting to do is from the center, you want to throw your axe yes. and let the lightning lure kind of pay out and grab onto the end at that 30 feet and see if yeah. it'll drag you the 30 yeah. feet with it where it yeah. goes 60 and you go 30. That's kind of the idea? Yeah, kind okay. of like have it drag me out of the centrifugal force that we were talking about. I don't, I don't know, like she's completely confused where to go with this. So she's like, I'm gonna go in a direction somewhere. What direction would you like to attempt to go? Towards, well, she sees Neb and Robin. You can see Wait, people and... moving towards yeah. the, the Yeah, the she drain. decided to go in that direction. Yeah, so she's gonna like raise her, you know, base her core strength here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh -huh. Oh, and then okay. it gets stung by her own lightning lure, but that's okay. It's minimal okay. damage. <laughs> Let's go with uh, uh, just an athletics. You're okay. just, you know, this is just the, what is it? The ax throwing competitions. This is just yeah. an athletics. You know, how hard and far can you fling this thing? Can you fling it to its farthest range? Okay. And I have his advantage, so I'm doing it. Uh -huh. Let's see. Thank God I have advantage. Let's see. I better not roll the same thing. 27. Hey! Oh my God. Okay. So look at this dice. <laughs> you turn your body around. So now if you were crowd surfing, you'd be, you know, face down and just launch this axe. Those of you, and she's lighting up with lightning as she's doing this. You just see every, you could see her skeleton through her skin, eyes. her hair, her eyes, everything is just as she throws this thing forward. And as she does, you can see this payout of lightning uh, connecting her fingers to the edge of her, her, uh, her axe. It's not like she's actually attached. It's just this this electric kind of like a lightning streaking across that sort of holds onto her. And then you are yanked, Rosa, as if by magnets. You are pulled towards that thing. It pulls you that full 30 feet towards your axe, your axe coming back into your hand. It's perfect. Anything else you want to do? Um, she's going to hang out there and wait for more information. All right. <laughs> uh, with that, Wind gets to go again. Uh, oh, no. Wind did not like that at all, Feruza. Here comes two slams in your direction. I've got an 18 and a 27. Jeez. Okay, the 18 yeah. doesn't hit, but the okay. 27 the does. The 27 does. Um, and in fact, when that first hit comes through... Bruza just out of practice says, oh, I object. And when she says that, <laughs> a giant pop-up, you know those pop-up things ah! that like the tents, they go, that, you know, are really hard to put back in the round position. Uh-huh. This tent pop, this shield pops open and it's like, I'm here, your honor. Ah! And it's just a shield. And she's like, ah! <laughs> so the shield just pops out behind her and it just sort of protects her from yes. the first attack, but the second attack is. Okay, so that shield pops out and you can actually like like feel the impact 
of it as it hits the shield, even though it doesn't hit you, it, you know, it like, whoom, almost like a jet, or not a jet stream, you know, like a, like when a plane rises, you can feel that the stream of air kind of loop around it. And as soon as it realizes that you, you, you know, did it dirty there, it comes around and bangs you on the other side for, uh, that is 14 bludgeoning. Okay, awesome. Not what awesome, does, but what you know does what the I mean. face on the shield look like? Oh, good. Yeah, this, this is the funny thing. So, so, because the shield kind of is is starting to feel for Ruza, for some reason, it's feeling like it wants to be a door. So the shield looks like a door <laughs> at this moment for no reason. So for Ruza goes, "What the hell?" I don't know. That's it. Ruza's arch enemy, <laughs> the door. <laughs> doors uh shake in her shake with fear in her presence mm-hmm. her favorite enemy Ooh. the door that's very useful in D. Uh, yeah <laughs> the doors have the highest cr of any creature anywhere we've learned that all right we are back up at the top with mave all right uh so i am spiraling down yes. and this creature is still whirling us yes yeah oh yeah it's all around it's everywhere silas is picking up on some anger coming in now that it you are resisting the game um and it's yeah it seems to be everywhere all right i am gonna take my uh the uh, trident and as i flip it forward it's gonna transform into uh my uh through my letter opener into the my sword uh at which point i am going to try and uh slice and dice all right just, it's like an it. apple corer you know ah. where yeah sort of just turn oh on. i love it yeah uh, just like hold it just, yeah 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 okay and you have advantage you have advantage trying to make yes. a ripley yeah uh, so uh thank you for that advantage um that helps so 27 absolute hit okay so that's going to be your kind of inside of it. So <laughs> that, um, and I am using, I would like to, if it's okay, uh, well, it's, it's not like it's going to be able to go anywhere, but I can wa- warn it. Well, it's, I, uh, the thunder did Alicia's, uh, Feruza's. She didn't actually attack it. Didn't get anything off on it. She okay. she used she used her axe and her her lightning you know, just to move herself. We can give it a shot. I, I will I will warn it to stay put as okay. as well with this. So uh, as I attack with my, it doesn't make a, a net difference on the actual attack. So then why not? Yeah. Uh, so that is. anything else on this that's five so it's 20 uh it it will be 20 points of damage total um of that one is is uh is from warning it to stay put so it is that thunderous okay. energy gotcha and it is it is wreathed in that, so it if it moves anywhere, it 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 takes more owie. Gotcha. Um, it will spiralize and slice and dice. So somewhere. as you yeah, as you you know you know 
flip your <laughs> like a proper switchblade, except it's your Swiss Army knife. <laughs> Just different utilities coming out, and it switches into this this long sword. As you really is like um, oh, like uh, like carving into it from the side as you hold this, you know, hold it out. Um, you know, it's air, it's wind, so it's a little bit about catching it in the right spot. It feels like it could just slide around it if it wanted to, but something about the magic of your weapon and the magic of your precision allows you to kind of adjust your blade as you go so that you hit in just the perfect angle to do a little bit of... <laughs> and uh, Silas, you're feeling all kinds of owie pain coming from I, I actually uh, oh, that, that is down now um, oh it's down oh never mind time. you're feeling nothing yeah, it's I, gone. I, I, yeah i don't i don't i don't care about what it thinks anymore because it is turned <laughs> on us you got it it doesn't we don't care how it feels um all right so you are absolutely you you can you can feel that you are hitting some resistance uh and therefore getting getting some slice out of that however the it continues to move and that seems to mean nothing to it so that's fine. Stuff doesn't bother. Um, anything else? And then, you know, from here on out, I'm going to keep my eye on it. I probably should have done this first, but oh well. Uh, so from here on out, I have my eye on it. Okay. Um, it is its turn, and it 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 likes you. You continue to go down the drain here. Oh boy. All right. One is a critical fail. So I'll figure out what happens with that. The other one, however, though, is a 27. Oh, yeah. That's. I got nothing mm. on that. So let's take care of this one first. 13 bludgeoning on you, Maeve. <sighs> as it gives one good hard slam. And it tries to come back at you with the second one. Um, however, you are starting to get a feel for the rhythm of it, maybe. And as it tries to buy, it just sort of skips and you get a moment of nothing, of absolute freedom, like Silas has, of movement from this. And I'm gonna give you a free action to do something with that. One movement, you know, action, something like that in this time and space. I would like to try and head toward the, the hole. I'm gonna try and get under it. So you're gonna shift your position to go straight towards it and just just go straight down the down the bowl 30 feet down the bowl okay um let's say that gets you halfway there so you're now 30 feet from it in that facing that direction um when you get this little sort of you know uh break as it tries to kind of come back around and scoop you up again all right we're back to silas okay um how far away from the we, we're saying that Maeve is 30 feet from the hole. Maeve is 30 feet from the hole. Let's see if I'm going to get this. You were 60 there, so you have uh, 140 140 from the hole. Maeve is 30. Feruza pulled herself from 100 to 60. Um, Neb is probably still 100. Uh, I don't quite, because you didn't you didn't move closer, did you? What did you do? I Neb? moved closer to the hole, you but did. it was only 15 feet. But only because, 15 feet. That's yeah. right. Neb only moved 15 feet closer, so she's at uh, 85 from that lower hole. And Robin's just having a grand old time zipping around all of you. You're not even quite sure where she is. She's moving and, so like fast. I can't see her? You can see her, but she's she's moving so fast that, that, you know, within the six seconds of your turn has elapsed, she's just, you know. And just to make sure that what it its attack it didn't move right from where it was. It did. It is that. constantly moving. Oh, then it's going to take some extra damage from me. No, it's not. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to say you can roll it if you'd like to, but uh, oh, it's, no, it's the thunder it, damage. It, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Mm. Yep. So yeah, so the thunder damage. What, what what I want? What I was trying to hint to at the end there. Maybe I should have been more plain. Was it was, yeah. Yeah. So that that as as it is constantly continuing to move, you are seeing no uh, impedance, no reaction to that thunder damage. It. it does not seem bothered by it at all. Perfect. All right. Um, all right, Silas. I am, um, I'm, I'm relying on, uh, the typical, um, that you can break up an action with a move. Yes. Um, like if you're attacking, right. So, Absolutely. so what, what I am doing here is, um, I am, uh, is it, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So you said I'm 140. Yes. And then. Everyone um, else is a little closer. They're all within okay, 100. Including Robin, though. Well, no, Robin is zipping around. If you're going to try to target Robin, we'll talk about you. Are you trying to get her? I'm trying to target Robin. Specifically. Yes. Okay. So she's going to be, she will allow, she she will be within 100 feet of you for your whole turn. There, and none of my movement changes that? Um, you want to get closer to her? I... I want to get closer to her, but only on descent. Only on descent. Well, let's see. Get, get, pitch me what you're trying to do here, and I'll see if I can. I, I, I am trying yeah. to grab her telekinetically. Uh huh. As I am moving down to the hole. Gotcha. And um and but I need to be within thirty feet of her to grab her. Thirty feet of her to grab her. So I'm okay. Well, let's do it. Let's do this percentages wise. Let's go ahead and leave it up to fate here. Um, I mean, either way, I'm descending. So if I can't find her in my pass through, um, then I'm continuing on and then gotcha. I will get her when she makes a revolution. Makes a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to say 50% chance. So 50 and yep. up. She's within, she comes within 30 feet of you uh, on this turn. 49 and down, she doesn't. Here we go. That's an 89. So. She comes within 30 feet of you on your turn. You can just telekinetically kind of grab her. Um, now she is, again, is there, this doesn't have any weight or anything on it. Any, okay. As long as she's lar uh, large or smaller. So. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And so I am going to um, grab her as okay. I am continuing down. I'm okay. using my bonus action to continue to dash. Another 60 um, feet. So I'm getting to, you know, 80, mm -hmm. 80 feet away. You pull up near Neb. Um, okay, so then I am also uh, telekinetically grabbing her, wow. moving her thirty feet down. Okay. That's, all, that's all that I can do. So, Silas, don't be under me. So when you grab, I'm, I'm uh, not. I'm, I moved you down. Further. Okay. So when you grabbed Robin telekinetically, you pulled her with you sixty feet. Are you pulling her further? I can only pull her 30 feet. So there but it's going to be. I see, I see. Robin's going to be 30 feet above me. I'm going to be in the middle. Neb's going to be 30 feet below me. Gotcha. And Neb's 30 feet below. All right. So just reaching out with your mind, pulling. You're able to kind of pull all these different people in their different directions as you, again, free of movement, move down. Um, anything else, Silas? No, that's it. All right. Robin. Um, and are you able to hold on to her, Silas? Uh, no. 
No. Okay, so at this point, she's back to the freedom of the wind. All right, uh, Robin, make a constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> you got it. That's a 15 again. A 15 again, so you'll take half. Oh, I rolled really low, so that's only six bludgeoning. Okay. Um, and okay, so yes, so... Um, yeah, so as this comes through, it knocks you off. Now, you don't go so far because you've lost the speed. You were just rocketing across. Um, but now you get hit with this this one-time uh, little hit, and uh, it starts, you know, you're starting to pick up speed a little bit again, but it's in this sort of tighter circumference around where your friends are. Um, you can now make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And, and anything. As, as you make that wisdom saving throw, uh, something about Neb calling out to you and being like, I, I don't think this thing is friendly anymore. Uh, go ahead and add a D6 to that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I got a six on that. So that'll be 21. Woo! Robin, your eyes suddenly clear and go, ow! <laughs> oh my goodness. you start to feel every bit of your body sort of is just feels sore and 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 you know wrung out um of energy as all of this sort of realization of what's happening comes back to you and your eyes widen um and this floor sort of opens up beneath you and you begin to fall um within this moment uh it is now the wind's turn this this portion of the wind here um well, it Wait, I. She's not I, I falling down, down. Don't worry. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like you're saying that the three foot hole opened wider. No, 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 no. Oh, just that she, just that when, when she realized what happened, she had a little Looney Tunes moment. Oh, she got it. Got floated it. in air for a minute and then dropped a little bit. Uh, but got the it, air sorry. is continuing to be around. She's not falling, falling. I just was being flavorful, not clear. Um, but, anyways, it is the wind's turn. <laughs> Um, this wind, oh, this is the wind that's mad at you, Silas. Um, I mean, the wind is, you know, the, this particular one is, let's see. The wind cries Silas? The wind cries Silas. Um, because you are defying it. Or, or you just did. So I think it is going to come right back at you. So two, two windy slams coming your way. Oh, these are less. That's an 18 and a 12. I'm going to use my reaction telekinetic shield. Don't get hit by you. All right. Nobody hits Silas. Silas remains uh, secure. Um, it is now Neb's turn. Okay. Neb is like, well, it's really easy to batter me about. I'm tiny. I'm just, there's not much of me. Try battering this. I'm going to turn into an ox. Ah! I looked it up because I was looking for what what can I turn into that's the heaviest thing, and the ox is uh, three thousand pounds. What? So, yeah, I thought it was the ox or the moose. So I've been like frantically googling. So all of a sudden, in midair, and she'll she'll probably it'll hurt when she lands if this works, but she just and she wants to look as close to what tall run looked like as possible. Yep. In the event that maybe this thing yep. knows what who Tolerant is and, yep. and might be distracted for a second. So yeah, she's going to turn into a 3,000 pound ox and just snort and see if she falls. 100%. As soon as your weight shifts from, you know, 110 or whatever, Neb that, yeah, soaking wet uh, to 3,000 3, pounds. 
Um, yeah, you fall like a rock. Uh, okay. What did we say? You were you were 80, 85 feet up? That's what it sounds like. Is, uh, after moving 30 additional? Oh, right. 30 yeah, additional. 30 so 55. Addition. So... Fifteen bludgeoning damage as you hit the ground. That is exactly how many hit points the ox has. No, so, no, that's great because it got me to the ground. That's exactly what I needed. So yeah, she turns into an ox. She turns into tall run, just and then falls. And it's it's like something out of Hitchhiker's Guide. You know, well, you know, here we go again. Lands, and when the ox hits the ground, all of a sudden it's Neb it's as Neb. her human-ish form standing there is just like, see, yeah. How do you like it? Wait, oh, I don't know if that's hilarious. exactly ow. <laughs> How close um, am I to the hole? You are very, very close. I mean, let's say you, I mean, maybe 10, 15 feet from that hole. Okay. Because um, you were you just- You've got like movement still, right? Yeah, you got- Because that was got, just your this action. Was a, this was a fall. Yep, my action was to, to become an ox. To become then, an ox. And then the falling got me out of it. Yeah. So sure, I'll take it. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna uh, use whatever I can movement-wise to get over to this hole that Maeve has been heading towards. And I wanna right. look down it, because especially with it being so small, like, do I see anything down it? And do I think Feruza can get through? <laughs> you definitely think Feruza can get through. Okay. You know, Feruza's, Feruza's skinny, even if she is, you know, very tall and muscled. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's three feet in diameter. It's like a, you know, even slightly larger than a manhole cover, right? Like it's, it's, sized for you to be able to fit through okay um, and uh and again as you get there just like the seam in the the tunnels you were looking at before it has this little sucking kind of you know feeling to it where if you put your hand near it you can feel it kind of want to pull your fingers in with you like um like mail tubes okay you know like it has that yeah, yeah. suction feel to it that if you were to if you were to let it it would just suck you right in mm-hmm uh. I'm gonna have that second where I'll look at everybody. I'd, I'll, I'll lock eyes with Maeve and be like, huh? I'll, I'll use whatever movement I have left and just head first dive in. Oh my God. <laughs> she goes like this. Pretty it's much, just... pretty much. I see everybody heading towards no. the hole. I have nothing else that I can think to do. This is where we're going. Um, like, why first. are you looking Let's... at me? Because I imagine she's like crawling on the ground to make sure she doesn't get picked up by the wind again, gets a hold of the hole and is just like, <laughs> Oh, All no. right. She just like a little roly poly bug, <laughs> head over heels, somersaults into this hole and <laughs> disappears. Uh, now we will come back to you. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to go scout out everything. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that is 100% how that goes down. <laughs> Uh, it's your turn. It was, was, was Neb the first one in here again? Neb. Second. She's the first. Neb's gone. Neb is the Neb first is one always in. always the first one. The littlest tank in D&D. <laughs> always the first tank. one in. Oh my god, that's a that's a children's book. The, the littlest, littlest tank. tank in the tiniest tank. The tiniest tank. That's a book. I'll get together with a couple Good people and we'll write grief. that book. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. It's a little fairy. Barbarian. Oh my god, with a giant <laughs> tank. A, with like a potty mouth, that's even funnier. Um, okay, so Feruza definitely clocks. Yes. Um, Ned getting, I don't know, flushed. Yes. Whatever. 
And she is, um, I mean, she's like, oh, whoa, whoa. She doesn't want Maeve to go down by herself. She looks, and then Farooza would also look over at Maeve. <laughs> none, of, none of you have any idea what better than hair. Maeve says, bleeding fairly profusely. <laughs> she does, you can see there's literally like blood flying in the wind. I'm leaving tracks and sparks That's in the ground right. and also blood. That's right. You you look so epic and awesome that just we're just going to follow wherever you oh, want to yeah. go. Like, oh, like yeah. how can we say no? Just let's hope no one's tracking us. <laughs> That's a later problem. <laughs> All right, so Bruza, you know, just she's going to hoist herself up on her door shield and then attempt to throw her her axe again okay. in the direction of the hole. But okay. as she does it, as she's swinging this axe standing on the door, she's going to then like belly flop down on the door so that because of the more aerodynamic <gasps> sort of and she's gonna say like snidely to the wind. You still can't fit on here, Jack. And it's <laughs> like she wants to go in the direction, like almost like on this plank, like a plank. Totally, you want to surf, is what you want to do. That's you it. Wanna, body you surf. want to air oh, surf. Body surf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, okay, that's it. So this is your athletics to see how far you can throw this axe to yes. pull you forward. You're doing the same move as before, except now you want to see if you can increase your distance. Yes. using the, the shield yes. okay come on, come on come on oh no i'm gonna need that need okay. that advantage oh god 15 15 17. okay 17 no, yep. yeah you throw this thing it's in the right direction you use this this lightning connection magnetic connection you have to it mm -hmm. you can throw the axe farther than your lightning connection but because you're on your shield and using this lightning at the same time as you throw the throw the axe you're able to continue to let it like you're water skiing on a bodyboard pull you forward so you get like a dash 60 feet of movement out of this um from where you were i'm fairly certain that gets you to the hole mm -hmm. yes, like what would you like to do? that's all i want that's all i needed <laughs> Are you, what do you, you want to go in? You want to, you still got Yeah. She's, I mean, she's going in after Neb because right. Neb is like a roly poly in by herself. <laughs> Bye for Ruza, except she's, she goes in um, yeah. more like a, like yep. a, like a stick caught in a, in a whirlpool. It's kind of, you yeah. know, a little bit more jagged and stiff, but she gets pulled right in. Uh, yeah. And she's gone as I'm well, Perusa. We will come back to you. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the wind's turn yet again here. Um, the wind. Do, do, do. We've got Maeve, Silas, and Robin still going here. It missed you, Silas. It's mad about that. Here it comes. Oh, those are much, much better. Oh, I'm on 27 and a 25 to hit. Oof. Okay. Uh, Let's see if I can get you. I will be down. Nine plus five. That is 14 plus 13. Unconscious. Unconscious. Uh. Out goes Silas. Um, as he, the, that happens, you know, he you're going to lose, I think, that free movement. So suddenly the wind starts to pick you up again. No, no? it's not. It no. does not. The free movement continues. Yeah, it's uh, an hour regardless. Oh, sweet, 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 sweet. Thank you for telling me. Okay, so actually it means you start to fall. 
So, um, as this happens and he begins to plummet down, Maeve, because you are next up, would you like to do anything as he's being Yes, fall, if, if you I can. can try and intercept that fall. You want to get kind of under him, or how do you? As what do you want to do? As much as I can, yeah. All right, you. It's, it's difficult terrain, but you are close, so you want to try and get underneath where he's falling from. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, um, Robin. You also have a reaction if you would like it. Um, a reaction. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I have anything as a reaction um unless yeah i think i'm too far from him to do anything too okay right yeah i mean i it, de it depends uh but all right silas is falling um as he comes down mave what is your is your hope just to like be a soft landing is your hope to catch him is your hope i to... i think it's to catch him because okay. i i think uh sort of keep him in the momentum um, and make sure that if he's out that I'm able to sort of protect him because I just don't want him gotcha. falling and then just getting pummeled. Gotcha. So here's what we're going to say. Unless you want to take some damage by being hit by him, he falls and does a little bounce, like a little bounce as his body. You'll take one death saving throw failure from that, uh, Silas, as he hits the ground after falling out of the sky right in front of you. Um, you can, if you want to, on your turn, push him because it's your turn now into the hole or revive him or whatever you would like to do. If we have a bunch of people who went down the hole. I, I've got to hope that they will catch him on the other end and push him down. Wow. And try and follow. <laughs> Silas hits the ground right in front of you. And you look down at him, give him a heave. Robin, you know, you're watching this from up above as Silas, you know, unconscious body rolls over itself, his cape, fall, you know, coming with him in that space as he folds up and disappears, pulled into this uh, tube below. Um, Maeve, it is your continued turn here. I look up and I look down, like I look up at Robin and try and make eye contact. Gotta get out of here, kid. Thumbs up, and I head straight down. Head straight down. You disappear, following Silas through this tunnel at the bottom. And I'm gonna dispel my chair as I go. Gotcha. All right, Robin, you are left alone in this space with ever-increasing violent wind. Um, at this point, oh boy, I think you are... I mean, you're still like 100 feet from down there, I believe. What would you like to do? Um, how fast am I going? Um, no, you've slowed yourself significant, significantly. It, it's going to continue to try to push at you, but it's now going to do it. You're in difficult terrain, basically, and it will make attacks rather than these con saving throws you've been doing. You're not at its mercy that way. Um... Oh, and we skipped over Silas's uh, turn there. So Silas, you need to make a death saving throw. Twenty on the die. Woo! I'm back nice. up. He's back, I'm back up. up with one hit point. So as oh. as you Silas, you wake up and we'll come to what you see when you come to in that moment. Um, I'm sorry, Robin. We also skipped over a wind. 
Uh, so mm -hmm. it is going to make these attacks on you. One of them is going to, is I'm pretty sure going to miss. Well, oof, maybe not. 16? Misses. Okay. The other one, unfortunately, I think is going to hit you. Uh, 24? Hits. Uh, silvery barbs. <gasps> okay. I roll it again, right? Yep. And take I have to lower. take a second. Mm -hmm. Take the yep. lower. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be higher. Okay. So it's still going to hit. However, I already rolled it. No lie. Both ones on the die. Hey! And it's only going to be seven bludgeoning damage. Oh my god. From okay. a full hit. Okay. I mean, literally. I wish I could... <laughs> That is oh, a, these that are pretty one. die. That's the one. There we go. Those are very okay. pretty. They are very pretty. Um, all right. So you've survived. <laughs> now it's your turn. About 100 feet away. I don't think you play nice. <laughs> I think you should take a vacation. <laughs> Casting Banishment. <gasps> Ooh. What do I do? You have to make a Charisma saving throw or be banished. My wind is so charismatic. <laughs> so charming. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is a one on the die. You know why? It's full of fire. It's a minus. I have a minus one <laughs> on that roll. That's amazing. Uh, untouchable, unstoppable, Robin. <laughs> you banish the wind. I banish it <laughs> to the realm of Tarun. <laughs> or Tauron. Back pocket or something. Yeah. <laughs> you, you banish it to Praxitiki. It says I can, I can, well, I don't know. It says to another plane of existence. Another plane of existence. Maybe, maybe you don't even know where it goes. Maybe it goes <laughs> to the veil. Who knows? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. And somewhere Suddenly, in a market in Erte, yeah. someone's shopping for oranges and fruit and they get Air swept away. I don't know. That's how hurricanes happen. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well. And a butterfly flaps its wings in Central Park. Mm -hmm. um, so... The wind is gone, which means there is nothing supporting you, Robin. You begin to fall. <laughs> Would you like to do it? You did an action, I assume. That was an action. Does it take full you six have, seconds for me you to have fall a, 100 feet? Well, no, that's what I'm going to say. You have a bonus action and a reaction. A, a bonus action and a movement. Um, also, if you, you know, I'm willing to let you attempt to aim for the hole. But oh my question is, in a whole round, do yes. I fall a hundred feet? Uh, I mean, if you, if you, I can say it takes slightly longer. I mean, I think you would, but let's say we can give you two I mean, rounds. No, no, One if, another round? If you think I would, then that's fine. I think you'd probably fall the whole thing in six seconds. Okay. hundred feet is not as, actually, it's like ten stories. I wouldn't be able to do much anyways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I could do something, but I guess in a, a round, I can't. Um, yeah, I mean, I was can once you, a get in your precision or something? Uh, you get in synchronized your swimmer. Yes. And I'm just gonna... There you go. It's like it's like the hide, like the, the at the circus. Hide. We've been doing circus acts. This is you jumping off the top and you know go into a barrel, right? Yep. Like the the um the Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, that water thing that they do the water in one. Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I'm going to say acrobatics, unless you absolutely hate that idea and you want to try something else. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, well, it is. I'll okay. take it. I, I think acrobatics. I'm just going to... I'm going to put it out there, Robin. I believe when you cast silver, Silvery Barbs, you had to give the advantage to yourself, didn't oh, you? Can I do oh, it? Absolutely. I love you. I'm oh just, just going to say it. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Here we go. Acrobatics. I'm so glad that's advantage. <laughs> because that was a two, and now it's a 19. Oh! <laughs> So, Robin, you were fully, like, off by, like, 10 feet. Like, it was going to be a problem. But again, using some flips and turns in the air and sort of manipulating your body and scrunching up into a little ball and then pushing yourself out and using the natural, like, obviously just the, the air, force of air against you, spreading out <laughs> wide with your backpack and your jacket to kind of give yourself a little hang glider floaty thing, you were able to aim yourself directly into this drain and this is the coolest up. thing I've ever done and no one was here to see it. Oh, <laughs> man. As Did you... I have to tell you about the time? Now my new headcanon is that this is how every one of Robin's coolest job moments has gone. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is why she always asks if people, if she's ever told you about the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> she has to tell the story because no one was there. No one was there. <laughs> All right. Here's what happened as each of you disappeared. These really are like ducting shoots, like the round, you know, air ducts in your attic, right? You are just flying through them, the suction. It is now like being in that opening corridor, except now you're being pushed with the wind and it is just, uh, you know, shooting you through these, these pipes, these tubes um, yeah. so quickly. There are a number of places where they branch off in different directions, but you're not sure you could choose anyways which direction you went. You are moving with such force. Every once yeah. in a while, you can feel other things that are, are seemingly like different entities kind of moving or pushing you side to side. There are different windy, you know, beings or things pushing in your way um, as each of you kind of make your own path through these branching um, corridors. Silas, you come to sort of in the middle of this this uh, <laughs> moment, but because you have this freedom of movement thing, you are not being pulled uh, by this. You are kind of just sliding as if you were on a, a slide uh, in a you know, playground kind of thing. Because I assume you're still affected by gravity, yes? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but I can fly. Um, so yeah. um, I, Not when I, you're I, unconscious, though. But now that you yeah. are conscious again. Yes. I, uh, but uh, the... Um, can we see each other? Or No. Are you have no... The, and especially because you went in one at a time, Neb was long gone before anyone else, you know, made their way in. Can I make a case that I went in right after Silas? Sure. And that, and you know what he, because he's not being pulled with that same kind of, uh, force, um, mm -hmm. he can kind of, you were kind of braced, uh, by him. He could, you know, give you a little bit of resistance. So you guys are kind of sliding, but you can feel the tug of it. It wants to pull you faster. Yeah. I mean, if there is, I, you know, I, I have no idea how long this is actually taking, mm -hmm. but, um, if, uh, if it is taking any time at all, 
then I am uh, using that to heal myself. And okay. then I am going to message, uh, mentally communicate with Maeve just to, to say, Hey, just, you know, where we're aligned here, um, we're just going to ride this out to the end, right? Because that's probably where everybody else is. That's what I'm hoping. It was that or let us all keep getting beaten up by the the, the winds and ouch. I completely agree with you there. So I guess we just see where it, it dumps us. All right. So you continue to kind of move in the direction. If you guys want to make some choices when it comes to these branches, we'll come back to you in a minute to make those kinds of choices. Okay. Um, the rest of you, you're just kind of at the mercy of this this wind. Um, Feruza, <laughs> those of you with some strength, if you wanted to yeah. try to stop yourself, I'm willing to let you take a chance at that. I'll I mean, Neb and, Neb and, uh, and Robin, mm. you can as well if you think you would try. I don't think Neb would try, especially since she was the first one in. I think, yeah. first off, I don't think she thinks she could stop herself. And even if she could, it's going to be like the shoots when we were um, uh, mm -hmm. at, in Ivy's world and we yeah. were taking the shoot down. Like, if I stop, then Furs is just going to barrel into me again. <laughs> and that's just going to be a bad thing. So she's yep. just going with it. Yeah. Okay. So you're all mm -hmm. just going with it. Um, after a good while of kind of being pushed around these branching corridors, um, you kind of fly out into this open space. And Neb, immediately, it's the hive. It's that large open space that you saw back at the very beginning of this. Uh, there's a little bit of a loftness before you kind of fall onto the, you know, sort of diagonal slanted edge and begin to roll or slide or drift down towards the middle. A number of you come out of different shoots in here. And I'm just going to say for uh, ease here that wherever you are, you can either grab on or hold yourself. There's not a major fall that's going to come out of all of this, but you're sort of spit out into this main, uh, you know, area this large, large chamber. It's again, similar to the one you were in before, except it has all these little holes and spots. And you're all kind of beginning to sort of slide down towards the bottom center of this. Um, Neb is is laughing because we went through <laughs> all of that just to end up in the place we could have just immediately gone to. So she's just like, when she sees that everybody's come out and everybody seems to be okay, she's just gonna lose it and laugh. <laughs> As you start to laugh and as all of you kind of see each other kind of, you know, barreling down towards the center of this this space where you were earlier, um, that relief washes over you and allows you to look at the dead center bottom of this room that before was too far away to really see the specifics of. Yeah. And there's a person lying on the ground, unconscious, in tatters, rags, and is surrounded by a little sort of faintly glowing glyphs around their body. Okay, well, that was a very roundabout way to get back here again. Um, I didn't see this guy when I looked the first time, but I didn't enter this room. So um, a friend of anybody's? What does this person look like? Yeah. And what do the glyphs look like? So the glyphs, you know, are your typical sort of fantasy feeling. Um, 
But I will offer, because you've been looking at the pocket watches, you've been looking at Steve, you know, you are quite familiar with these motifs that have shown up on the doors, all the different things that you've seen. They follow, again, that kind of elemental sort of slightly abstract quality to them um and the the glow of them is very very faint it is it is one of those things where you if you the first time you enter the perfectly dark room you see nothing but it's like slowly kind of begins to get brighter as you see it this is going to illuminate him just enough as your eyes begin to adjust to take this in it's a very old man long white hair, a long white beard, um, no shoes at all, very, very thin, gaunt. Hmm. I'm going I'm going to fly over um, mm-hmm. to where um, I have not uh, broken the plane of because uh, I've seen enough movies to know that there could potentially be something weird with that. Um, but when I do get closer and I see that, um, is it pretty clear that he is unconscious or asleep? Yes, um, you can see just as you get close enough. Just a very okay. I, I, I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to call out first mm-hmm. um, and, and just simply say, um, oh, we, we we come in peace. Are you awake?" He does not move. Okay, I am going to telekinetically. I'm going to use one more. I've got a couple of uses of this left. Telekinetically, move him upright, um, and 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 see what happens. See, see, try to investigate to see is he wounded? Is he you know, um, or or if this wakes him up potentially? You are unable to do anything to him. So as that happens, then I am going to, um, I um, am going to use a spell um, that allows me to um, detect the kind of magic that might be in a place and I am going to uh, simply see uh, try to try to determine if this is indeed the prison that I that I think it is you get a strong sense of protective maturation maturation magic in this area And then um, I relay this to everyone and just say, yeah, he's in some kind of like magical prison here, everybody. Um, and um, he didn't respond to me, you know, yelling at him for Uzi. You might want to try it and see if it works out. Before you do. <laughs> we all think this is Julian, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance. We think it is. I mean, it's like I the only other human more. we've seen here. It's the only other human we've seen in this place, so. And makes sense. do we think that he is on good terms with Ivy or do we think he's on bad terms with Ivy? I think it probably doesn't matter because it looks like he can't even get out because mm. like, magic isn't even getting in there. So maybe we can at least have a conversation. I think the question is why well, does Doris have? They've... That's a very good question. I'm just wondering if, say, having Ivy with us might be a useful oh, no. tool. No, no, she she is not <laughs> to be trusted at this. Not point. the real Ivy. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Yeah, if you want to, yeah, like especially but, like the one that. But looked more are human. we sure 
that he's not going to try and kill her on sight. I do. Well, maybe you so. can just hang back for like half a That's second. That's what I was see. thinking. See what you see what you can figure out, and then perhaps I and then can. Ivy come just in appears. Either either like be this. either be Ivy or not be Ivy, depending on how that's going there. Never's going to take a moment and look all over the room because who, whoever this is, and I, I think you're, you might be right, or at least that's a, that's a good guess. We were led here because the spider thing said that Florin was here. And if Florin has anything to do with why this person is trapped here, and, and Neb is just going to kind of step back and just keep an eye out because she thinks Florin might show up because why wouldn't he know if someone's messing around in his his prison? Hey, I completely agree with you there. But like the counterpoint to that is, um, you know, if Floris intends to harm us, then, um, you know, uh, the more we sit around and don't try to talk to this possibly Julian person, um, the less you know chance we have to do that. So I, all I'm saying okay. is it doesn't hurt to talk to him. Right? Okay. Or try to. Oh yeah, I'm I saying mean, absolutely we, talk to him. We are assuming this is Julian. We could oh, be yeah. wrong here. We've made a lot of assumptions, but I'm I think probably it's gonna call him Julian and everything. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so who would feel the most comfortable approaching this person who maybe hasn't seen human types in a long time? No, I, I'm very approachable. Like it's totally fine. <laughs> like, I mean, I could just hover You're over. You fly the over, <laughs> you know. And um, but but what I'm saying is like when I try to talk to him. Uh, and, you know, hey, I'm kind of talking loud right now and he's not waking up. So, you know, I I, I don't know if this is even going to work. Do we have any way to, to turn off the glyphs or looking around the space? Are, are, w let's table this because it doesn't seem like he's going to be going anywhere. Um. Um, <laughs> what else is in this room? What else do we see? I mean, yeah. like, obviously yeah, there I mean, are lots and lots of different you know, <laughs> yes. Yes. tunnels. for the um, next while we're looking robin would like to try to comprehend languages take the time to see if she can understand these glyphs while everybody looks around oh. and similarly i was going to ask if there was anything in the codes and ciphers book interesting okay so let's do this we'll do like a like a take a 15 take a 30 kind of thing we'll do it that way and say that you actually all i wouldn't mind of... a short rest i don't know about all of you sure. as I bleed let's on the make floor. an hour <laughs> <laughs> um so if we if we want to do let's say that let's say we'll do we'll do like a, a take take an hour short rest to do any okay. little kind of things you want to okay. do on a short rest and then we'll do this sort of take a 30 to explore and so he whoever this is wink wink um is very much asleep and out of it um they it, it, in fact i can begin to offer that those of you who you know look of course without crossing the glyphs or anything of that kind of nature yeah. he is clearly to you sort of unconscious not just asleep um, he's out, um, alive, but not responsive. All right. So yes, do we, do go ahead and do your, your short resty things that you would like okay. to do and let me know what you would like to investigate further during this 30 and that we don't have to do roles for these necessarily, as long as they're the kind of thing you could figure out, um, by just spending some time with it. 
I'm um, definitely picking up rocks and throwing it like in there to see mm -hmm. if the rocks break the plane. The oh, rocks do us... break the plane. Oh, Silas, you are able to toss a rock inside of that circle. Does it hit him if I try to hit? I mean, not in his head. Or yeah, I hear you. Yeah. yeah, it it you it'll bounce off him and onto the ground. Yeah, and he doesn't wake up. He did not wake up. No. And what what did, was that made? Oh, I was gonna. Say, did Silas or Nep have things that made us heal up better on these rests? Mm -hmm. uh, during a rest, yeah. Mm -hmm. So basically, as you're uh, hearing that, um, Silas is. Um, just, you know, again, like pulling out kind of an oldie, uh, mm -hmm. but a, a goodie, um, like from one of the first, because he's getting nostalgic, because he's like, oh, this might be Julian. Like, this might be the entire reason that we've been doing it. And so you just uh, hear him kind of humming a little bit, but he starts singing, because I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo. And I'm just like singing that. And as that is, magic wafts around the entire place and you are going to be able to if you spend hit dice this is going to um uh you regain 1d6 extra hit points if you spend hit dice cool thank you after kind of done throwing rocks at the is that on every hit die we spend or just once? I think it's just once based okay. on what I'm saying anyway. Um, it, the rock went, it hit him. It hit him, went past the glyphs, bounced did, on the ground, hit the anyone, guy, and fell on the ground. anyone try to walk through non-magically? I don't know if that's a great idea yet. <laughs> like may, may, maybe we at least like all you know agree that that's a good course action. I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 read these glyphs, glyphs first. All right, yes. Yeah, so you're comprehending languages of it. Um, I think uh, just while that's uh -huh. happening, after bandaging up a little bit and feeling a little bit better, Neb does want to. Uh, everybody's kind of focused on the glyphs, but she really does want to take a look around this whole the rest of the room now that she's in it from her view from before mm -hmm. uh and especially looking for where the sticky stuff is coming from great idea um so yes um let's okay well uh, i'm gonna think a little bit about the comprehend languages here for a moment uh robin so we'll come right back to it um so yes as you start to look for sticky stuff let's do investigation like you're gonna find some sticky stuff and try to follow like a Sure. Like a path kind of thing, deduce where it's coming from. A dirty 20. Dirty 20. So there are for sure these really like airy um, uh, 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 tubes where the, the, uh, the wind has clearly been kind of moving in and out. But there are a couple other ones you find that are just covered with this spit, this sticky, sticky spit. Um, it's... And these ones are don't have the same kind of you know sanded down quality. They're they're a little rougher and they're full of this sticky stuff. Um, but they are similarly like little habit trails or burrows that sort of dig down out of this room. Mm. Okay. And is our egg what would now be our exit? But the tunnel that leads back to what used to be the pit trap is that still there? 
yes, you, you, I mean, it's up there. You're not entirely sure which one of the holes it is because yeah. you don't know where you came out of, but one of these holes up there presumably leads to that exit. Yeah. Um, it would be, you know, this is an enormous room. This is probably 500 feet across, um, you know, so to climb up to, you know, whichever one of these it is, you, you know, you'd have to take quite a bit more time to figure out which of those is your exit. I think at, at the very least, Neb is going to assume just because of where she came in to look at this room and uh, where gravity was that she's looking for a hole that is on that same kind of plane. So mm -hmm. like when she looked into the room mm -hmm. and saw the curvature, like mm -hmm. where approximately along that band of the yeah. curvature. You could figure out that band exactly, yeah. like sort of where it is um, for sure. And I, I would say certainly not on the upper half of the room, but not too far below the middle. Um, you know, you, you could see that it was on a downward slant from where you were. So, you know, maybe you're a third of the way up. Yeah. Is that band and, that you're looking for. And how many of these tunnels are covered with spit? <laughs> um, let's see. Mm. Um, about 10%. Okay. And are they just randomly, seemingly, or are they, they all are sort of more clustered towards the bottom here? Hmm. Now, do you think that you have found where we? Because I certainly can. Uh, I am directionally <laughs> challenged. Um, do you think that uh, you found where we were earlier? Because we might need a quick exit. Uh, well, Neb is like standing next to slash over one of these spit covered holes. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm pretty sure it's going to be around like this plane of the, the circle just because of where I looked in. I haven't found the exact one yet. Uh, but also, and she'll look up at, at Feruza specifically, <laughs> but everybody and say, remember that big spider I turned into? <laughs> and how I Sounds couldn't make good. it. Well, no, I'm not talking about right now. But like, didn't we talk about it? It was weird that I couldn't make any any silk or webs. And then we figured out that that's the kind of spider that. And then she just looks back down at the, <laughs> oh. the hole covered in spit. Oh, that's... I'm not saying so, but. Oh, so this is something. This isn't something that's been spit. This is something that has been left behind by something, like a or, trail. Uh, no, I think this is maybe intentional. Oh, oh! I, 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 oh. I got to be honest here, Neb. I'm not following. Is this doo doo? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. no. So, so the kind of spider that I turned into would basically dig a hole. Like if it was the small, real kind, uh, dig a hole and then like cover the hole and they yeah. would spring out of the hole and grab things. They were mm -hmm. opportunistic hunters. Yeah. Oh. They're actually mm -hmm. really kind of cool. Oh, what's the spit? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, if that's I'm not right. what we want to hear. I'm, I, listen, I'm just I, saying, if I, we're going to be this. in this room for a little while, we should probably be very careful of the sticky stuff. <laughs> I generally you know, don't touch sticky stuff unless I'm in Does anybody in this room have powers that can take samples and discern what the sample is? <laughs> I Why, haven't... yes, I'm a portable science lab. Yeah, I haven't learned that CSI spell yet. I, I, in I the can... submersible lab, you had all kinds of... <laughs> I know, right? If only I mean, we take 
you say that, but I can identify things. <laughs> yes, but you're in the middle of identifying the exactly. writing. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah. Focus on back to the. Let's yeah. get back to the glyphs so that we can we can allow uh, Robin to change her focus should she want to. Um, I think similarly, when you've tried to do this on the other of these sort of pictorial things, they do feel more less like language and more like representation, more along the lines of, of a, know, maybe hieroglyphs is the wrong example, but sort of, again, pictorial, living in that pictograph oh. kind of space. However, because of the magic of your comprehend languages and, and your ability to kind of draw upon your knowledge of so many different forms of language and writing, I'm gonna give you, you have a very clear sense that there is no way out for him as long as these glyphs are lit, as long as they are glowing, there is no passing through from his side. And that this technology, this magic, whatever it is that you all are finding, this energy that you have been tapping into would be extinguished within. What? Well, that makes sense, right? If you're gonna imprison someone who can make rifts into in portals into places, then, and you're gonna try to imprison them, you gotta stop them from making a portal just to get out, oh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here we are. That really, not no energy magic of any kind can exist or affect something within these groups. I'm gonna make another assumption here, which is if you all think this is Julian and Julian was helping Ivy and the other rulers thought that Ivy and Julian were trying to do bad things, we're trying to take over everything, then why wouldn't they imprison one of them that they got a chance to get a hold of and then imprison the other one in a mirror on a train? Yeah, but at the same time, if this is Julian, then Ivy just straight up lied to us about Julian being dead. Just like straight up. Like, because she went up there and said, hey, yeah, I talked to him. He's, he's gone. All aloof and lizardly, um, and, um, and 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 all of that stuff, um, and so that that by the way, that is a lie. I'm I'm if I'm, this is Julian, you might be right, but I don't know what that would gain. It, it, it means that she's she's lying. She's, yeah, but she's, why? No, people don't lie for no reason. People lie because they they're trying to. to I'm saying that maybe Julian is estranged from Ivy now. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that we shouldn't automatically group them in together because she oh, wanted I us to think that Julian was dead. You think well, she had I'm saying that the other rulers probably linked the two of them together and that would be why if all these assumptions yeah, no i know why he's imprisoned i'm saying that if we <laughs> if if we're getting him out or if we start talking to him we don't need to automatically assume that him and Ivy are jiving. But uh, that's what we've been saying since the beginning, hasn't it? 
Well, I don't uh, know. I thought we yeah. thought they were in love for a long time. I thought they were. I I still kind of think that. I'm unsure whether. Why this... would she lie? We all talked to somebody in that mist. Like, why would she lie about it? Well, and that's what I'm asking. When people lie about things. I didn't things, talk to anyone in the mist. I don't lie for no well, reason. Sorry, most of us did. I didn't mean to exclude you. I, when people lie, they're either hiding the truth for a reason. Yes. Or, or they're. They're hiding it. So why? What would what would she gain by? You know what? I could keep more. asking these questions, or we could just yeah. try to wake him up and ask him. Yeah. And he's, yeah. He's, hey, hey, listen. My, my point with all of that is to make sure that we're all on board. That if this happens to be Julian, like if this is him, then yeah. Ivy purposefully lied to us. Like we just, I, I will make sure that that's like in our tally marks when we're looking at all this. And then um, the other thing is, is that I think that that indicates that we shouldn't automatically assume that they're like copacetic. Well, does, I mean, why, why is she lying? Because she said he was dead. Maybe she thinks he's dead. Is that what we're talking about here? No, oh, sorry, I'm, say, I'm saying like, you know, like she she's a ruler, like she's some kind of godlike being. She's going up yeah. into these myths that she told us about, by the way. Oh, um, and then she's going up there and she's saying, oh, I talked to him there. That means he's dead. Ooh, she's lying. that's right. I forgot about the mist. I must have put them in another compartment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right, though, Silas. You're right. But, I mean, also, he could be completely, you know, on board with her still. And then we, like, let him out. And then it's worse than letting Ivy out. I don't know. But I do just want us to, like, think about that information before we come in here and especially maybe if you're gonna you know masquerade as um you know, earthbound ivy like i think that's, that's a great idea because why that's i wanted to see if they're yeah. on good terms or not because for all i know it's having your ex walks in walk in the door and that doesn't do very well when you're trying to have a conversation well, but that may be good that'll tell us if he's estranged from her or not potentially right because it'd be like oh how did you get out of the mirror like what happened you know <laughs> However, I am quite attached to my head. Well, we'll, well protect you. That'll be fine. At the moment, I don't think he can do anything. Well, and we can't do anything unless we wake him up. So how do we wake him up without going in there? Hmm. The only people who can touch things from afar are you magicians. So it's... <laughs> so it's like yeah, but I've already thrown, right? I've thrown rocks at him. I've telekinetically picked him up or tried to, and it won't even work yeah, through. Like, so, like, this is... This is some like null zone. It's like a. It's it's a like you... I start absentmindedly fidgeting with my necklace. Mm. What are you doing, Maeve? <laughs> I'm absentmindedly fidgeting. It's, it's it's she's not even conscious of what she's oh, doing. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's literally just like just fiddling. No, no, it's not casting a spell. She's just kind of fiddling just, with her. Hey, with her necklace. Miss Miss Robin, is the this these the glowy glyph things are they only keeping him in there hard to say if one of us stepped in there we might not be able to come out well our magic definitely can't get through like well, somebody else try to cast something in there well i actually was thinking of something way more mundane what, what? if someone just reaches in and drags him out if it's going to your arm could get cut off Okay, that's a possibility, but... When we draw straws and see who has to do it. Well, that's why I was going to ask if Miss Robin got anything else out of that. And oh, Maeve, yeah, yeah. did you have an idea? 
it, well, thinking <laughs> about the, the Codes and Ciphers book, was there anything oh, right, in yes. there that flagged in terms of the layout of the symbols, of the, the design of them? Um, I mean, obviously that was a book that we got on the train yes. early on, mm. assuming it was a, a normal book, but maybe it's it's a it's a normal book but you do know that you know julian was quite fond of these kinds of things and had safes and codes and things implanted throughout his train and his you know he was a little paranoid too and so there's you know that piece of it um so i would say with your sort of gaze through that your feeling is that a, 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 a safe, a prison, all of these kinds of things are, or I should say, you know, a, we'll go specifically with a prison, um, can be designed to be very easy to get in. No one cares about getting into a prison. You want to break into a prison, that's fine. They're concerned about getting out. Um, if that gives you just a sense of this and miss robin do you share that with us oh yeah okay so as you share it silas uh really passionately goes into wait a minute i've seen an entire movie where the entire point was to break into alcatraz or nuclear launches could be stopped <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes it's very difficult to get into it <laughs> I, just, I just want to make sure that we're also you know remembering that you got it Maeve, as you're sort of fiddling with your necklace and looking at this book and trying to kind of battle this together, in your mind, and you're pretty sure it's not you, you hear just the humming of a lullaby. And maybe it's even an old Irish tune that I don't know, something that very particularly you would have known from when you were a child kind of coming back to you mm, my child no this is only only you hear this in your mind and in my head i think back hello you are confused yes you are scared abish don't be. I'm always here. Says the voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Someone who cares for you. I'm so proud of what you are becoming, Maeve. And See how you've I grown. <laughs> you've been watching me? You've been... How long have you been there? Oh, as long as you can remember. You asked of me something one night. I did. You did. It was the ask of a pure, innocent, a true, full-hearted ask. I'm sorry, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And the image of a bright star appears in your mind, almost like a flash. It almost knocks you over with how bright and intense it is. 
And you can feel all again, this magical energy that you've been tapping into recently sort of charges and flares for a moment and then subsides. Do you need my help, Maeve? I think I do. I want you to I... be happy. You've always been a good girl. Well, you, you don't know me very well then. That's what you think. I know you better than you know yourself. I'm just lost here. We just don't. What do you need? Some answers. Those I cannot give you. Some tools? Now we're talking. What do you think would help? No. Um. <laughs> Fine. As Maeve thinks and has this conversation, and, and, and Maeve, I assume either you are sort of thinking these thoughts or you're whispering them, or are you really sharing them aloud? I think I'm. it's it's pretty internal, maybe a few words whispered, okay. but mostly kind of just fidgeting. And... Yeah. This is, it's a, it's a private moment for, yeah. for yourself at this minute. And so as you are, you are doing this and kind of working this out and, and the rest of you really just see Maeve doing what Maeve does best, right? Which is in a way sort of receding into herself, but you're yeah. used to that resulting mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. something, a, a, a brainwave of some kind. So Maeve is sort of appearing to have a brainwave. So uh, Maeve, I'm going to let you think and continue uh, mm -hmm. to have the moment. Okay. We'll see as these, you know, cause it's gonna, it's about, you know, we've just been talking for five, 10 minutes here. <laughs> yeah. In those five, 10 minutes, this is going on. Is there anything the four of you, you know, you're not super focused on Maeve and what she's doing. Okay. Meanwhile, um, Silas is having the opposite of a brain. Injury. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> and he, is just, he is simply saying like, hey, hey, listen, like I do know how to, you know, if you give me some of the rope, I can tie off a lasso. And like, uh, we don't have to physically go inside there. I could like lasso his feet maybe. And we can all just pull him out of, of this and see if that works. Sure. That sounds great. Right. I mean, I didn't I... think you would go for that. But I, I, I'm with you. Wait there. a minute. Did we discuss, <laughs> did, did we discuss deactivating the rooms? Or, or did I, was I like missing an action we, during that? I don't know if we should deactivate there, yeah. them. What if we need to put him back in there? Whether you should or can. Uh, are two separate conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Robin's gonna look at this oozy stuff. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to make some sort of check about this oozy stuff? I can, or if it makes sense to identify it over the next okay. 10 yeah. minutes. Um, um, I don't think you'll need identify. Let's go ahead and just do a nature check. Okay. Sounds and can I help since I've been also looking at this oozy stuff and be like, yeah, and then it's like viscous, like this. Yeah, Miss yeah. Robin, I appreciate you 
you know, that you didn't try to say, you know, mutagen or some other word. You said, mm. <laughs> yeah. I just went straight to it. Um, yeah. What do I get with help uh, from? Oh, yeah. What's your what's your base modifier? Um, for is, uh, is nature int or is it wisdom? Int intelligence. It's int. oh, uh, the plus three. Plus three. Oh, that gives me a dirty twenty. A dirty twenty. Uh, it's you're pretty certain it's mucus of some kind. Mm. It's got a little bit of color to it when you sort of get a shine a light on it in this gray dark you know, neb dark vision kind of way with a little bit of glow from you weren't really able to tell. But as you kind of scoop it up on the, you know, end of a drumstick or whatever you've got to kind of look at it and peer at it, it's it's clearly sort of mucus. It's very sticky, very viscous. Um, uh, it was even, it was hard to pick up. It really like held on as you you tried to, to raise it up. Um, I've got a question about the drumstick here. Like a chicken leg drumstick. Like, I mean, either way, yeah. this is this is really strange to me. For some reason, I guess she has knitting needles. That's yeah. what, that's there what you I go. Forgetting. There you go. She's knitting needles. I thought she, I for some I, I knew mean, she I had something long and skinny, and I was like, what is it? Um I was in a band. I wouldn't be surprised if she was in a band and had I subbed for Led Zeppelin one night. And they needed a drummer. <laughs> so yes, you can kind of, it, it was hard to sort of dislodge it and, and remove that uh, in that case. Um, so as you, you know, you're all kind of looking at that and and I'm even to say as this is going on and you guys are are, are getting kind of closer to those holes and these phases, yeah. you hear a very low Mm -hmm. I look at something the, breathing? Not, not Julian, like is not it? Julian okay. yeah, from okay. within whatever one of these holes nearby. Oh, you're not no. sure. You're plug getting up, this very up. sort of bulbous. Is something coming? I was <laughs> or something <laughs> sleeping? So, because Neb has these assumptions about what this might be, she's gonna uh, just lean over and really listen to see: is this something she can understand? Would you? Oh, in that way? Yeah, yeah. She's gonna try to listen and see if if this is a beast that is speaking. Oh my god! Oh goodness! You know what? It does. It doesn't have to be small anymore, does it? No, because it's just speak. It's just I can just speak with animals. So absolutely, it's a beast. Um, um, you essentially hear yum yum. You want cookies? Yum yum. Uh, and you <laughs> get the distinct feeling that it's in some kind of amphibious reptilian kind of animal type uh, uh, dialect uh, that you are potentially speaking to some kind of frog, uh, as a, a frogish type creature. That this is a croak. And it literally says cookies. It, it says cookies. <laughs> me want cookies. And whatever I, it means, whatever that means for it. Cookie. Lock eyes with Robin. You don't cookie happen monster. to have any cookies, do you? I think the cookie monster <laughs> is down below. Yeah. Us. The, wait, wait, wait. The cookie like monster is coming for us. Monster? Well, it's asking, it says, Yum, yum, my want <laughs> cookies. Yum, and all I've cookies. got are berries. I and thought then, you could only talk to animals. Well, I understand. I'm, I haven't talked to it yet. I haven't tried to talk to it. I can, I'm going to do that shortly, but I, it, it very clearly is 
hungry. I have a granola bar. <laughs> I'm going to lot of cookies. yell down to the creature through yeah. one of these holes and say, I don't have any cookies, but we got some berries and a bit of a, a granola bar if you'd like. You hold out the granola bar? I sure. I'll, I'll Do you give have it? To it? You okay. give it to Neb? Yeah, and I've um, got my half a handful of as good you, berries. As you say that in <laughs> whatever sort of croaky, bullfroggy sound, exactly. Um, the longest, stretchiest, most disgusting blue tongue reaches out, latches onto the granola bar in your hand, as well as your hand, and uh -oh. begins to pull, wrenching the two of you in. Please give me a oh, strength no. saving throw, Neb. Oh, no. We'll come right back to you, uh, uh, Maeve. Your best stat, Neb. That's all good. <laughs> oh, I'm so good at it. It's a seven. It's a seven. <laughs> she, Neb, gets fold up off her feet into the hole as this blue tongue just sucks her into this hole. Uh, we will be right back to all of you in a moment. While this was all going on, Maeve, as you were talking with this, she says, just tell me, my sweet, what you ask of me? What can I do for you? I think we need a door. A door. Oh, perfect. And as you look over at the glyphs, two of them go out. And with that, we <gasps> will call this the end of this episode of Twilight Thank you all very much. Neb has just um, been <laughs> eaten by a bullfrog. <laughs> Cookie Monster. She would have wanted to go. Maeve has made a door. You're you're not necessarily wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I thought Neb would always go. Okay. I adore you all. Thank you all so much for playing with me this evening. Thank you, Josh, behind the scenes. Thank you, everyone at home. Please remember that you are what you believe yourself to be. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Erte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.